Hello all, welcome to the recommendation game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the other person hasn't seen and then we Okay, one more time with feeling, one more time with feeling please. Well like I don't do that because my 15 year old son hasn't jumped Oh my my god. (laughs) Oh my god, you had to go for the darkest way of phrasing it as well. That's a Nick Cave reference in case anyone didn't get it. Who well, are okay. we and what do we do here, Ricardo? Hey, you're not going to cut that. Okay, that's how we go. Okay, uh, I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Orla McNeilis. This is Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen. Then we watch it and we meet to discuss it. Okay, so today's film was chosen by Orla. It is Pause. Stranger by the Lake from 2013. Is it right? Is it 2013? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. I had 2015 in my head for some reason. Time has flown by, Orla. I don't even want to think the about The heady days of 2013. <laughs> heady? Heady day. Oh, whatever the fuck. I'm sick. I can barely speak English on the best of days. All right. When I was writing out just side note, I was writing out my notes earlier, I wrote down like heady and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So it is the, directed by Alan Jodi, produced by Sylvia Sylvie. Pialat, I, I keep saying Sylvia Platt, <laughs> and it's like, I hope he closes his oven. Uh, written by Alain That could Nujardier. be a woman. Uh, Sylvie, is it? I don't know. I don't know the French in their yeah, names. I don't know. Like, because I remember the. I was just Nick calling out your like blatant sexist bias there, of well, assuming like, that it was a man. Well, like it's more because of the footballer <laughs> uh, Sylvain Wultord. There's always a footballer. There's always a footballer that you yeah. can reference. Thank you. It, it is uh, going over my head. Star- yeah, I could say anything. It's <laughs> yeah, like, I'm literally. Oh, it's like literally. The, the, you could be naming baseball players. I wouldn't fucking know. The, the famous footballer, Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. It is starring Pierre de la Donchamp, Christophe Pau, Pau Pau, uh, Patrick Dassomson. Cinematography by Claire Mathon. I presume that's a woman, which is cool. Uh, edited by Jean-Christophe Him. I'm really on the ball today. You are. Uh, and uh, by far my favorite synopsis <laughs> that I got it from Google yet, uh, which I actually r- felt like a ruffle today uh, when I discovered this little nugget of wisdom. The synopsis is, Frank falls in love with Michelle. An attractive, potent, and lethally dangerous man. Isn't that what we're all looking for, though? You just want him to be potent and dangerous, which sounds like a Thin Lizzy album. It sounds more like a fucking warning that should be in Red Bull cast. <laughs> potent and dangerous. It gives you wings. Or murder. Is the, it should be the, the third on the unfilmed trilogy of Jack Ryan books with uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> you have like Patriot Games. You have Clear and Present Danger. And, you and have then Potent, potent and <laughs> Dangerous. Sorry, Potent and Lethally Dangerous. Yes. Yes. Uh, Is there any other kind? I don't know. I don't know, Orla. I do not know. He's not even getting a few good men references. It's a, it's a sad day when the Aaron Sorkins are going over his head. Anyways. The Aaron Sorkins are going over. <laughs> I just picture like little Aaron Sorkins just He's flying over. Yeah. <laughs> Complaining that he has writer's block after writing like three feature films in one afternoon. So who picked this movie? Uh, Orla did. Oh yeah, why did you pick? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> top of my game. Top of my game. Top, yes, top of the lake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, I think at this time of the year, um, I get into kind of like a particular mood. Particularly when the weather's like this, because it frequently isn't. Uh, we are in the middle of a heat wave for anyone listening. Out of time. Um, but, and uh, not the Jean-Claude Van Damme film called Heatwave. Yeah, sadly not. Um, <laughs> less roundhouse kicks. <laughs> Just like my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need like buckets of sun, drinks and murder. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, me and I even watched this... Um, about two years ago, we had a kind of a queer foreign cinema marathon. Um, and this like this really stood out, um, particularly like we watched a good few, but like particularly after watching something like as a good bo- few men. <laughs> uh, I got there. You got there. Uh, ten minutes later. Um, particularly when compared to like something as bloated as like Blue is the Warmest Colour, which is um, an interesting film, but it's not quite as taut as this is. This is, a, this is a very particular kind of like genre piece in a way. But um I do talk a lot about this, and I'm, I'm aware that I did talk about this in my last pick, but um, 
this is really a film with a very particular atmosphere and like I love being just so immersed in a particular place and location I think like one of the very like the great strengths of this and I was thinking this when we were watching it um is like it never strays from the lake I was thinking about like how how it would break the spell if you had um like we don't even get we won't even see the road it's literally a car park lake woods very 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 claustrophobically set and uh i was thinking about like how it would have really broken the spell if we would had sort of him driving in the car him in his apartment him in the city whatever it's it's i i love that this is very self-contained i think it really serves kind of the um like the particular not like um like not necessarily like the lifestyle but like the the particular kind of like um like what people are looking for whenever they go to a place like like this basically um like this yeah uh, yeah it, it really like captures that like really potent feeling of summer and i seen this last night and i was like this is such a perfect time to watch this um because we are you know in the middle of a heat wave if we haven't mentioned but um uh it's that it's kind of like it's desire mixed with boredom like the long days the days that never end and the kind of aimlessness of like being on holidays and obviously we're not on holidays but you know you, you can imagine uh you've been on holidays before right um no fine bored no, bored and f- bored and full of desire <laughs> but uh it's something i think that um looking for although, a frock yes <laughs> frock uh, it's something that I think, uh, although a very different film, uh, Call Me By Your Name really gets on point as well. Like that, that, that real, that feeling of like, just like the, the heat and the, you know, just like the, the aimlessness of your days almost of, and like how you end up in a very particular, um, headspace. And, um, I think, yeah, like summer is a kind of, it's like a decadent trap, you know, like you're, you're actively encouraged by the season to be kind of like another version of yourself. Uh, I think like, you know, this is, um, uh, obviously this is like, you know, this is a, it's a, it's a gay film, but uh, I think that exploration kind of goes beyond that as well. Like there's so much sort of to relate to here, like in the character's sort of need for like the, uh, like being anonymous, but then also needing kind of like the love and attention at the same time. And I think that's kind of captured in the main character and the other characters that he interacts with. Um... I think like it, it really manages to like hold on to its tone and pace and this is the kind of film that it gets stamped with like erotic thriller and you you know you feel like it's sort of setting itself up for a fall because like how is it going to maintain this sort of like it's got the kind of like the lingering shots and it's like at what point is this all going to kick off and I think that like although coming to a very very tense ending I think that it manages to maintain its sort of like voyeuristic, slow, like creepy, but also like, you know, in places very warm. Um, and like, it's just, it's a very absorbing film, I think, despite being, you know, like in a way, quite slow. Not a whole lot happens. It's very much based around like conversation and very much around looking at people, looking at bodies. Um, but uh, I think it, it maintains it um, not just because it holds its location, but um, for like a number of reasons, like the, the visuals, like this, it's a be- beautiful film, um, like just the voyeuristic style, the long shots, the, the, the shots of like, you know, f- from the water and everything. Like, I think they're, they're really like interestingly shot. Like it's not too kind of like point of view shaky or whatever. It's like just it almost like bobs of the way you bob in the water. And um, I think and like, you know, some like very long, very wide shots. Um, and uh, like just sort of like letting action unfold in the distance and um, also like the lighting like this is all natural lighting and I think it's beautifully used um, there's a lot of things that are all natural in uh, this well we're getting to that uh, I think as well like the performances like I don't think there's a bad performance here um, it's, it's the form like watching the forming of tentative relationships between different people and um, I think as well like the the lack of like score and the use of the sound is so important to a film like this and particularly this one because they've chosen to go without score which I think is brave but definitely the right decision for the style of this film and um, like it just means that the spell remains unbroken so that when it find- when it ends you're like <gasps> you know like oh god we were watching it last night like that ending is I find that so tense but um, also like this is obviously an incredibly sexy movie um, it, like it, it's one of the really good uses of male nudity and it's the kind of thing that foreign cinema does very very well particularly French cinema where it's just there from the offset there's no it's just like you know so by the time you're 10 minutes into this it's yeah. just 
yeah, you know, like it's, I mean, not saying that this is not very explicit because it is. And like, like the first time you see, well, ejaculate, let's say, you know, you're like, whoa, you know, it's just a little shot, but it's like, wow, you know, and for, yeah. for a second, you're like, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting because it's like, within the context of this kind of film and it's beautifully shot it's like the body's moving and everything but at the same time it's it's still shocking for like a moment yeah. you're like wow but um but uh, at the same time like it, it it doesn't feel like they're using it for shock value of just like oh you know penis like it's it's it's, it's part... not nine songs no oh god oh unsimulated sex yeah, also, uh, I remember when I told Ameth about it, that, like about Nine Songs, that yeah. the, the actor that plays the guy there is uh, uh, in Nine Songs is in Band of Brothers. <laughs> and uh, Ameth was like, God, that, that is not unlike an easy company man or something. Um, yeah, so we're, that's the, it's Michael Winterbottom, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's, yeah. You can but, see um, more than just a that, winter bottom. Yeah, that's, that. that's the kind of film that is using it as, as, as a shock value. And I don't think that's the, that's not what this director is doing at all. Um, yeah, it's more shocking than the Franz Ferdinand song that is in nine songs. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, continue. Um, I think as well that like, um, the central character is very interesting. Um, like the way he behaves that you're watching it and you're going like, I would never do that. But at the same time, as in, you know that you know you would never witness from a distance a murder and then go and have sex with that person but anyways spoiler um but um at the same time like we believe within the world that is created around him that you know not exactly like you know it's it's it, it's like believable why the thing unfolds the way it does Ricardo's looking strangely at me possibly he doesn't agree on that note uh, I really like this movie. Um, I think it has a really great ending that I think is earned. I think this is the kind of ending that doesn't really work unless you've earned it. And I think this film does. So um, without further ado, Ricardo, what did you think of the movie? Uh, first of all, some stray uh, points that I wouldn't be able to fit anywhere else in the cool. podcast. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, something that killed me and made me laugh so much. Yeah. Uh, is, oh, it's also funny. I forgot about that. I, I didn't think that the film itself was that funny. And not to... It's, it's, not, a fu- it's not a funny movie, but there's a few like kind of <laughs> lines. Uh, but like, uh, well, made me laugh tremendously. And it's because I understand how films are made and like behind the scenes is that all the scenes when he comes back, like every chapter is kind of bookended by him driving into this place Mm -hmm. and there's always the same cars parked in different spots and i know that they shot all of that in one day oh yeah so they must have had like a thousand (laughs) like some 10 lads that are like 16 years old and they just got their license and they're being paid peanuts oh yeah just driving around it's kind of but like just the mayhem of trying to park and unpark like 10 cars at the same time it's not 10 cars, though. It is 10 cars. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I loved it. Like, in the beginning, at, at the end, they started going, but, like, at the beginning, all the French cars were in the front, and then, like, all the German cars are kind of <laughs> off frame, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> like, the Peugeots and Renaults or whatever. <laughs> and I found that kind of funny. You like, noticed uh, the weirdest shit. Yeah, it was just my... The other one is that, you know how I have... Uh, oh, who did you think someone looked like? Yes. Gerard Depardieu? <laughs> No, <laughs> um, the the main actor looks like the love child of James Dean and Stephen Dorff, but like, and a little bit your man from, uh, but a little like young Stephen Dorff, okay. not like okay, uh, okay, uh, okay, a little bit, and also like maybe not really getting Steve McQueen either. That's not that's not one of your best calls now. Uh, no, uh, I said that James Dean. Did I say Steve McQueen? I said James Dean there now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo's ears are not working. Uh, or my brain, one or the other. Uh, and a little bit of your man from The Walking Dead as well. What's his face? The the guy that plays not Andrew Lick and the other guy, the hillbilly chap with the bow. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, do a um, Daryl? Yeah, Daryl. Like just because of the fucking like the lower yeah, jaw. Maybe kind a of little, thing. yeah. So it was kind of like that, but the one that got me it was Henry, just because it was <laughs> Henry more than anything else. Uh, was because of the way that he carries himself more than anything. Yeah. He reminded me of Bing Bong from uh, Inside Out. You know, the, <sighs> the imaginary friend. 
<laughs> you know what? the guy that has like the the yeah, trunk, yeah, yeah elephant okay, trunk or whatever. Okay, okay. And every time that I saw him scream, my my head was like, "Who's your friend who likes to play bing bong bing bong?" And like uh, the the the. I think that's sizest. I I don't know what that is. I think your mind is just. um... It's because I think Bing Bong was inspired by the look of an actor that used to be in Spin City with Michael J. Fox. Oh, uh, like the who's like portly and has like a little like kind of like uh, arrow down nose. Yeah, yeah, similar expression. Yeah, and also his voice. I think it's Richard Kind. I think it's uh, he does the voice of Bing Bong. Like I think oh, that it is actually okay. That. Okay, so it's actually modeled on the same guy. That's it's modeled on the same guy, but he kind of looks like that's the cartoon version of Richard Kind looks like Henry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And also because of the character kind of thing that is so warm and kind of like sad and like left behind. <laughs> Just maybe think of Bing Bong. It's like. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. Tell what he's saying. Anyways, okay. Uh, The film. Uh, Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I I particularly liked how disciplined the movie is Mm. in many ways, not only like location wise, but how it deals with some things. Uh, I might have missed something. I did rewatch the scene, but Mm. what you were saying of witnessing the 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 murder, I think that it leaves. somewhat open for the fact that Frank might not have witnessed the murder. Yeah. yeah. Because it cuts into Or that he POV. doesn't entirely know. No, it's in the it cuts to his POV when they start swimming. Mm. And then it zooms into the scene. Mm. But then when You the, don't know if it's still his POV. Yeah, like mm. has he left the the place or mm. has he remained looking at the at the scene or the at the yeah. crime? Uh, it was hilarious that you were watching also uh, fucking what was it uh, everybody wants some and yeah. you sent me pictures and it was like mustaches Orla and mustaches yeah, well. <laughs> your man looks exactly like the French version of uh, Axe Guy whatever his name is and everybody wants some yeah like the the way a relationship I like particularly uh, there's something about uh, films that deal with homosexuality in particular that has a a, a space or uh, uh an openness to deal with identity when mm. it comes to films. And I think that it does touch into some philosophical uh, themes mm. uh, quite in an interesting and open-ended way that it's like, it, it's what somebody once told me that I don't think it's true for every film, mm. but the difference between European cinema and American cinema, the American cinema presents a question in the first act and proceeds to answer the question. And European cinema just gives you questions. No, it presents the same question, but it proceeds to explore that question instead mm. of providing any answers. It's like, what does the question mean? Instead yeah. of giving the answer. And I think that it's true to say, like, it might be kind of like oversimplifying the film. but yeah, It's, uh, it's it not is. a bad rule of thumb, let's yeah. say. Like. And I think that this uh, does a particularly good job at that. I think it has a very particular sense of space. Uh, I did find completely uncomfortable them sitting bollock naked and rocks like loose rocks it was like yeah. my arse my arse yeah. and they're just lying on like either yeah. just on rocks or like on a flimsy towel and i'm just like and they're just lying there naked yeah. and i'm like how are you not and as well if it is meant to be like that warm yeah. rocks would be oh, yeah. like even with a towel you'd yeah. be like uh fucking coming out like a fucking baked chicken or something i you know? sat in a car earlier that had been in the sun all day and i was like just like bare legs and yeah. i was like it's burning it's burning uh the only thing about the like because in that uh scenes that does show like different walks of lives kind of uh uh people that like both young old Mm. big body small body hot and ugly i was kind of surprised that there was nobody of color of a different there was Mm. like non-francophile kind of yeah yeah that's that's true and i don't know we don't know where it is either so it's like it it was in province which is not like Mm. a huge foreign based Mm. as well but considering the era as well it's kind of yeah, but considering the the, it, it does say that the the thing that places the the film in modern times is the Gulf, the car that that is a uh, well le- modern times. 
as in that's a, like a mid 2000s car mm. and then like they also mentioned that his Renault is like 25 years old or something yeah. and that car in the production in around 70s or something mm. so like yeah it, it's, it's not nowadays it's not like that they're making a movie set in the 60s no, that no, no, it, no. it'd be a different but it's approach. sort of vaguely amb- ambiguous as well like it's not it could be it feels like it could be the 80s you know what I mean yeah it's but not, it's not yeah no but you know like it could be but uh, I think it's that if they don't call attention to it mm. like uh it's that kind of thing that it just popped in my, just because it shows so many variants of people's sizes yeah. and ages no, or whatever. No, that's a good that point, actually. Kind of, I don't think that occurred to me, actually, when we were watching it yesterday. Because that is, it is it's a like what we've like. spoken even about uh, female characters. The problem is, like, if you're set a uh, female character in that era or whatever, yeah. or that you set somewhere the female characters weren't in, you make a point to, unless it's a historical thing. So, like, if mm. you make, like, Saving Private Ryan, you don't have to fucking explain why there's no women in Normandy. Because it's well, just historical fact it, kind like, of thing. Yeah. But if you're, like, doing, like, uh, something like, even Call Me By Your Name, there are women around, even if they're, like, and they have their own inner lives mm. and whatever, This you is know? obviously, like, from the women perspective, obviously, this is a very specific place that, yeah. like, it's not... The, that's what I mean, yeah, that, yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah, the no, women's I, yeah, side, it, it, yeah, obviously, fine, there's a reason for... for people, like, not having any people of color is slightly, yeah. you know... It's just because they don't call attention to yeah. it. If they said, like, oh, the there's not people of color or whatever mm. like especially because they're all tourists there as well mm, yeah they're it, not it, locals or no, whatever. no 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 it feels like kind of a let it they're staying somewhere like yeah. nearby or whatever like an airbnb or something yeah and then rock up to oh. the beach i uh, like that and uh, like the, the but uh, sorry i didn't like that the, uh, my brain is somewhere today uh, i like the film uh per se the ending is really good i think mm. uh in particular, like the relationship between Henri and Frank, mm. which is like there's a lot of good dialogue, naturalistic dialogue there, and I like the way that it's shot. I think that the only issue that I have with the film, and it is quite nitpicky kind of thing, I yeah. still give this film a very high rating. So I don't want to like seem that I, I found it too problematic. Mm. Detective? Uh, no, the, I really liked the detective. Okay. I thought okay. that like it was so ridiculous that it kind of worked. Yeah. Especially the way that he it's walks. It's kind of exactly who you expect to turn up, though. Yeah, like he seems yeah. more like a fucking uh, substitute teacher yeah. than a detective. Oh, like, God. no guns, no nothing. I it's do just... think his death is quite shocking. Yeah. Though. Like, even I forgot the how he dies. And then as we were watching it last night, I was like, oh, Jesus, I forgot about that. It's the fact that it's from a distance and so sudden yeah. and like, Bleh. And also, like, the shitty police car that he has yeah. and everything. <laughs> but also Very the fact provincial. that... Uh, he'll interview everybody and uh, threaten to take them to the police station. No lawyers present. <laughs> no, 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 alibi, no, no, nothing. no. It's the fact that he's by himself. Yeah, as well. so like, he doesn't like, even no have a partner. partner no nothing. Like, yeah, or the fact that like you know he's obviously gone missing from early evening, if possibly earlier actually, whenever he's actually killed. And then obviously Henri or um, Frank is like running around in the bushes, being chased by your man for yeah. how long until dark, <laughs> and no one shows up. <laughs> it's like, hmm, where's your backup? Did you? tell anyone you were going here <laughs> like uh, but like uh, uh the thing that i that my issue with the yeah. film is the the presentation of uh uh what's his name michelle mm. i think that for, for the thriller side of it um it kind of loses a bit that you always know where michelle stands mm. do you know what i mean that is interesting like uh it's like when you watch uh something like even uh that this film is better than but if mm. you watch that film with glenn close and michael douglas uh, the uh how was it called ah indecent Propo- no no it's not indecent i have dangerous liaisons in my head but i know that's not right <laughs> that like they're like she's crazy he's cheating with her and so when he wants to like leave it she goes absolutely bonkers yeah but the thing is that up to that point there's like little like nuggets that gives you the the idea that that's gonna happen kind of thing yeah but you never really know where you stand with her until like everything goes full yeah. whack you know but when it comes to michelle you know that like it, because it's kind of like a matter of when not if yeah and the problem is that precisely because it is presented that uh, uh frank pro- possibly has seen the crime yeah is that uh, uh, for somebody that uh, is so sympathetic and empathetic as well that you you're put in his shoes and you like him and you understand even though you wouldn't do the same things yeah. as he does you understand where he's coming from and you understand him as a character but then you you don't understand 
how he can have the relationship with Michelle mm. when he knows that a hundred percent because Michelle is so obviously kind of like red herring kind of like I thought that the twist was the fucking Henry was the killer you know when he oh, goes really? no because I was expecting because it was so obvious that Michelle like that the ending was gonna be that but the execution was so good that yeah. it overrode my disappointment oh, I, I'm so glad though that that wasn't yeah, like, it, it's just that I think that it's, like, the only thing that is, yeah. could have been kind of improved because then it makes the the whole thing of Henry, like, uh, saying to Frank, like, it's just, a no, like, the little slight that he, even the he audience... Doesn't, he doesn't quite... Do you mean that, like, you kind of wanted even maybe, like, a little more of his sort of, like, manipulation or, or like, or not manipulation, but, like, where you see what it is... The that Frank, Frank sees in him. Yeah. That uh, yeah. Is that you, you? You see that he's hot, and obviously, but at the same time, but they talk. Frank, of, they talk about love yeah. constantly. So and also that Frank needs a bit of brain to go. That's why it's his relationship with Emery as well. Yeah. And that he says about love and all these things that he needs, and why like he thinks that Michelle can give him those things mm. if only he would open up to him, kind of thing. And I think because the whole moment he's just antagonistic and a bit of a prick and mm. obviously uh was it potent and lethally dangerous <laughs> that, yeah uh, i well i see i think that there's i know what you mean and i think it would have benefited from a, a bit more like he needed to have more than one not that he's like you know a one-sided character but just like another just a other side to, a little to see doubt to, to see what because you look at you look at um frank and you see what he, you know what I mean? You see yeah. that he's seeing something, but you're not really getting it from but the it, character. But it's not even that I'm not getting what Frank sees. It's also like, in a way, enough for Frank to overlook what he thought he saw. Yeah. And to cover for him and stuff. As an enough in it for him to go, oh, uh, maybe I didn't see the, yeah. the, the what actually happened. Like, enough that it'd be like, we all know and Frank deep down knows what mm. he's getting into, but because he's in love, he ignores all the red herrings and the we red flags. We just need to understand a little bit more why he's in love. Yeah. yeah. I do think like they do have a few kind of tender scenes. Like they have chemistry in tender scenes, but yeah. like those tender scenes then are punctuated ah, yeah. with him going like, I'm I don't care now. that my yeah. ex guy, even though it's like an ex guy, died. Like, like 10 yards away 10 yards away he's like I don't care mm. and it, there's no like reaction from Frank besides going like what do you mean you don't care like you were like this or whatever and Frank is clearly somebody that is really open hearted and yeah and nice and like it's looking for something more but doesn't know how to find it because it's also part of like his life it's kind of like he Coming cruising his lake. tool kind of yeah. thing and yeah, yeah, that's the the only true. I, I I did love how specific the movie is as well. Like even mm. like how weird your the master, how everybody like puts uh, uh, puts up with the guy that just goes around yeah. masturbating, looking at <laughs> yeah. people having sex. Yeah, because it's just like go away. It's not like you know they're like beating the shit out of him or anything or like telling him, like fuck off. It's just like look, just go away. You then know? Michelle has that line. Uh, we're not even having sex. Just go away and just come back when we're having sex. <laughs> yeah, like, we're just talking he's, now. he's just like I don't care. <laughs> like, but we're having a conversation. I like that's private. Um, yeah, like it's a really interesting kind of. Um, uh, I think it's a more interesting, not that like cruising is something that's so deeply explored and so in different movies, but like even something like cruising, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's it's just a more... You mean the Al Pacino film, literally? Yes. Uh, yeah. But like, it's... Um... A, a, a lot less leather in this movie. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's the naturalistic style that allows it to kind of view this like, it, like this environment without judgment, with a kind of a like... You know, but at the same time, not a kind of a detachment yeah. either. You know what I mean? It's not as if you're kind of like, it's not like um, you're like an anthropologist or something. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of, it's like bringing you into this lifestyle and just kind of like showing you characters that you can understand and relate to. And it gets, yeah, it's... It, and precisely captures the, the moment perfectly, like the, the scene uh, perfectly to the point that when you're when the like a scene that is so different to my experience mm. that when the detective shows up and is asking questions that are kind of reasonable for somebody that is not part of that scene yeah uh, y you think why would you ask that 
obviously like it's different or whatever it doesn't know you how they behave you don't but, understand <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you're sideways like yeah. the, well he's, the, the, well, the, he's kind of community he, yeah he's kind of he's kind of like you know do you not care that you know this person that you're sleeping with had slept with the guy who's dead like do you not care that something could happen to you and you know like yeah, that like the, it's... Yeah. Don't, don't you have empathy for somebody else or whatever yeah. uh, so i think it's part of, also the of gay culture in a way that like being very skeptical of the police and also the fear in itself of being targeted is like yeah. you can be in the middle of paris and still be targeted or whatever yeah. so like if you're never not mind gonna... this haven that you have that's supposed to be just for you, you yeah know some what I mean? sort of like weird eden kind yeah. of scenario yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah like i think as well like that scene uh i love the car park scenes they're just it's so dark i love this movie is not afraid of darkness at all like it's beautiful but um focus is so Both much and well, yeah, well, yeah yeah like they're not like, they're not really shying away from anything but um yeah like uh that scene just focuses a lot on his face and it's the whole playing out of the scene and he's just like you know it's you seeing all the different like the conflicted different emotions of of like you know him, him being skeptical of the cop but then at the same time like you know the things that he's not allowing himself to think about like yeah. you are in danger here like you don't know what like it's it's very interesting um but sorry and also that I like uh, just coming to a point that you're saying there's like the mystery of Michelle that like a, mm. a lesser film would have said like oh yeah he's so mysterious and uh, rule based in his encounters because he has like a family uh, down the road or a wife and mm. kids or something like something to explain his behavior but truly he's just a psychopath yeah and I think that like sometimes that is like the scariest there is villain, no reason in a way yeah and also like in real life not in uh, just movies there yeah. it's when somebody that seems completely normal in other senses just goes and doesn't there's no yeah. uh, actual the, the sociopathic tendencies of being able to like completely yeah. you know normal like normal conversations normal behavior completely you can completely mimic a normal person but also like without it. having like him complain about being abused when he was a young yeah, boy no, or whatever no. like no there's, none, having a, to, there, to give an there's none of that no like and there's a lot of people talking about their lives and their feelings and and like their their kind of reasons for like i do love the constant like of people like that they're within like you know the whole idea of like the cruising sort of yeah. environment that like you know in any you know in any other context like oh that's that's, that's this kind of crazy thing but that, like, in the movie the person that's the most judged is Henri because yeah. it's like why are you here by yourself you're not gay you're not oh i, I love know. that scene when he goes by like the these two guys like the masturbating guy and the other guy and <laughs> they're true. like what are you looking at oh, i love whatever. that <laughs> you just want everyone for yourself <laughs> i've been watching you or whatever it's like so well like there's a line of demarcation it's like that tree from <laughs> that tree <laughs> on you can't look you or whatever <laughs> yeah but like uh, the the that scene with Henri when he's uh, talking about his job really reminded me of the scene when Hank is talking about his summer job in uh, Breaking Bad, <laughs> that he's uh, talking to uh, Walt, Walt like without yeah. like that's the episode that he figures out that Walter is. Is this when he finds Heisenberg. the book in the toilet and it's like yeah. the very very end of the season or something? Yeah, that just before <laughs> that is that Heisenberg did something like absolutely terrible, like evil. And, yeah, uh, is that Hank, where he blows up the place or something? Or I can't remember. I think it was all, uh, yeah. like something about the kid. I think as well. I don't know. I, I can't ricin. remember yeah. uh, exactly what was the thing. But Hank is just talking about like how when uh, he was a young boy, he worked as a as a lumberjack in the Pacific Northwest. That he'd go ahead of the teams, just checking the trees and painting the trees like to give the marks. Like he yeah. was like by himself. And when he was there, like he, all he could do was complain about the heat and the mosquitoes or whatever. He goes, oh, I should have appreciated that time more yeah. because I didn't know the evil that men can do. And I think that like in a way, this film mirrors as well. That when they're yeah. talking about like their careers and even like Frank saying that he's like fruit seller in the market yeah. or whatever. The 
great selection of t-shirts as well oh my like, god i was just gonna say i really enjoyed like watching the clothes and like because there's so much of people obviously putting on and taking off clothes like not just like you know even just for swimming and stuff that it's and like it's, it's just really enjoyable to watch them also like a lot of these men are really very attractive so it's you know it's 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 it's, it's pleasant and i just i the way the camera follows and and watches and it's just like there's some um like the use of um uh, the constant use of like similar shots and similar themes and the kind of like the book ending of like the car park and everything and and like the beach and it's always the same kind of angle of when they come in and like his friend coming in and like kissing and everything yeah. and then you know I just I love the constant kind of rhythm of it there's a real rhythm to this you kind it's of it's a very cyclical movie yeah like and it, it actually kind of made me think of Patterson as well yeah where, like you know everyone every dick it's you know that this is kind of like a week or something like it's not you know it's not a very long period of time but you know it, it's it's just it's really like it's it's a very um so french though that he complains that he only has three weeks oh my god i know me and eileen yesterday were just like seriously it's like oh i have to you know they go so fast oh i'm just like what (laughs) three whole weeks like that's what happens when you protest against well yeah everything um but like (laughs) uh it is so you know it's like three weeks but i'm assuming they also have all those other bank holidays and holidays yeah yeah they they have have, like bastille days is a week and easter and christmas and everything i think they're fine and I think it's like mandatory during the summer that you take three weeks and then you have like holiday days that you can choose on top of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get like 25 days or whatever, like you know, other European countries. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just I love I love the patterns and, and the rhythms like it, it's 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 a weirdly like this movie kind of like lulls you a little bit, I think, yeah. with like like the, the sound of the water and the tide the and mosquitoes. everything and the mosquitoes and the rustling of the thing and everything. And like it's 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 just it's. It's a it's a hypnotizing film, uh, but like when it comes to the, the the like again, this is not detriment to the movie. It's just a feeling that I had, and I don't think that it makes a case either way for me because it is not the point of the film per se. The way that I saw it, yeah. But what you described about like summer days, as in you know those summer days, kind of ideal idealistic, I- the idealistic portrayal of summer or whatever like uh, in uh, call me by your name uh, i don't think it, it it nails that per se but uh, really? i don't think that is an issue in the movie and i don't yeah. think that it's trying to do so because it is so cinema i don't i don't think it's i don't want to say like i it's not idealized it's more like obviously call me by your name is a very it's different but it, it's like for me it's it's more i don't know how to describe it it's like as in like when i was watching it uh when he like other films that are like summer movies, like even something like Everybody Wants Some that you mentioned yeah, that there's yeah, like we the were... end of summer and yeah. you, like that I feel the heat that when they're like going out, maybe it's the, the color palette in the movie that yeah, I like or whatever. Neutral, yeah, uh, That it could be. Uh, but yeah, also it's that the film is shot mostly, mostly, I mean, uh, during the like height of day, like between two, 12 and 4 probably because of yeah. budget reasons because that's the the best the hours to, amount of daylight, uh, yeah. to shoot but usually summer movies are shot very like in the morning in the afternoon because you had that really nice nostalgic light yeah like coming by your name did that like bertolucci did in stealing beauty yeah uh, like even for some idealistic uh like stand by me and stuff like yeah. that I, that is not even like beach based that is like summer you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. kind of summer movie so even being like i don't think that you know when we were watching like something during the snowstorms that was really cold yeah and it made you feel even more cold yeah i thought that this movie was gonna make me feel even more warm because we're in the middle of a heat wave and i don't think that it was detracted because we're in a heat wave but like I say, I don't think that it is a particular point in the movie. Mm. I think that I know, it's more I, than for uh, for me, it, it does work definitely. I think even just like the sounds of of like no, the, like the yeah. sounds are, are but, great. Yeah, I, I the, get what you I mean got, about the color palette, though. I think that's probably a good point. But um, well, for me, this is a very. It felt movie. more like off season kind of thing, you know, like the especially mm-hmm. as somebody that has been lived in a lot of beach towns. Uh, perhaps i'm bringing that with Maybe. me as well See, that I is wonder... when it's not that packed and yeah. also because they do mention that like across the river uh, across the lake you have like all the families and stuff yeah 
but also when they, you see the shots of across the lake, it's not really populated or whatever. So I do think that they shot it in spring to be able oh, to yeah, have all yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. yeah. And do you think that yeah maybe and that I think that permeated because yeah. like they're not sweating when they come out of mm. the water. It's not like you know that you can see almost steaming uh, yeah. or whatever you know. It's like, not quite hot enough. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of get what you mean. I you see because for me obviously yeah. like. I'm dying right now because like this is it's like 30 degrees nearly and I'm just this is too much for me whereas like that was probably like you know 18 degrees and for yeah. me I'm just like oh summer <laughs> so you know what I mean and like um yeah Donegal fucking well yeah no to be fair we goes above we, freezing point we get the odd good day but I think as well because like being from like you know northwest coastal towns where the temperature is always colder like that you know you never get that real baking hot of like yeah. you know like when you're walking around Dublin city centre and it's like beating or the like pavement or like my my hometowns my seaside yeah, towns proper, that, like, proper places <laughs> yeah I remember like swimming in the lake and literally uh, not in the lake in the river in Uruguay they we would mm. jump off the bridge and then like climb up by the time that you were up back in the you bridge think, like you were almost dry yeah. and like the co- that's why I think also like the heat in the rocks on the sun mm. is like something that I know very well yeah. and province gets really hot in the summer as well yeah yeah, but you'd even get that, like, if you're, say, because I remember we used to go to, like, Ned's Point at home and there's, like, a pier yeah. and you'd be jumping off the pier and your feet would hurt because the concrete, so you'd be like, ooh, da, da, da. you know, like, it's on, like, on a really, really crazy and, hot day. You know? And as a man as well, like, seeing that many white people not putting fucking sunscreen on their penises. Yeah. Oh, my God, I said that last night. I was like, is that not a problem? <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want a sunburned penis. Like, seriously? And I mean... They're all something yeah, yeah. naked. So it's like, is nobody? I mean, is that just off camera? Like, you know. But like, they just come in and like, <laughs> yeah. take it out. Like, in fairness, some, like, obviously, so some of them are more like, um, Michelle's very tanned. Yeah. But like, um, Frank isn't that tanned. And like, Henri definitely isn't. So, so she, that's why I think it's spring as well. Like, that's mm-hmm. why I think that it, it detracts out of the summer because they've mm-hmm. been going there every day for weeks. Yeah. If it's like the height I think of summer, Michelle, you'd be like, Michelle does seem to build up a yeah. tan, though. He definitely gets more tan. But like he, but... he does have a more like Corsican kind of yeah, complexion. Yeah, he's a lot darker. Like his hair is much darker and yeah. everything. Yeah. But, so like um, uh, uh, that, like it's just like a point. Uh, mm. Like uh, no, it I doesn't think, detract the movie. I think kind you're, of thing. you're probably right because I you see like it works for me, but at the same time, I don't think that this movie completely depends on it being like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, That's yeah. why I don't have an issue. It's just like an, an like a, a disagreement with the point <laughs> rather than it is a detractment of the movie. Yeah. Uh, besides, like I do enjoy that it, is, it doesn't seem that warm because like I find like the sex seems very uncomfortable if it's like 50 degrees yeah that's fair and it's like humid or whatever and you're just oh, having God. like in the woods yeah oh, oh not like Jesus I mean like whenever they have their like nice silhouette sex which I enjoyed very much uh, <laughs> I, like, I wrote down I was like silhouettes and, uh, <laughs> um, and reminded uh, me that... of that scene when uh, <laughs> Captain Von Trapp is like talking to Maria near the lake yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like listening oh, behind wow. it that's the, what I'm going to think whenever I watch that at Christmas thank you I um, had that and the sex scene in Braveheart as well in the moonlight <laughs> Uh, well, I like that it's not too Lord of the Rings either. Yeah. You know, like it's because it because it's like they're properly silhouetted as well. Like, and it's it's the it's the very end of the light as well, which I enjoyed. That like all those scenes, they're not kind of like hanging on to that special magic hour yeah. or whatever. It's like the sun is it's gone. After, yeah. It's gone, which I enjoyed. The sun is it's gone. To bed and so must I. Goodbye. Sorry. <laughs> I love that whenever she says that and then just breaks into perfect song yeah. as she goes up the steps. Like, that's not you singing. Anyways, uh, I think this is our second week of the, in a row of um, uh, Sound of Music yeah. references. Like, they're watching the cinema so many miles. Yeah, it's true. It's mind. fresh. It's fresh. Um, also, I did enjoy our quite long discussion there about tanning. Um, but I mean, you know, this is a movie with a lot of sun. And, well, not enough sun. But uh, and uh, a lot of people lying out naked. And uh, it, it is funny. I was thinking this last night of how um, no one has a book or anything. You yeah. know what I mean? It's literally they just come there and they just lie. Like, yeah, and look, well, like in a way, it's kind of the the idea of cruising mm-hmm. that you're there for a reason. It's yeah, not yeah that, you're not trying to distract yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. not in there for as well. Like I think it's more the it's a particular type of leisure. That also, if you're reading, 
it's it becomes more difficult to for somebody to approach you because yeah. it's no longer hi. It's like you had to interrupt somebody yeah. and go like hi put oh, your hey. book down hi. yeah that wouldn't be like men to do at all <laughs> what are you reading like yeah, is it good yeah the the guy that he sleeps with before sleeps with that he has sex with uh, they make a very clear distinction between sleeping with and having sex in the oh yes so yes yes the the guy that he has to have sex with the night that uh, uh, Michelle kills the other dude yeah uh, who walks around at all time moonstrapping yeah, <laughs> and, and like camel pants <laughs> yeah like he, he looks like he looks like middle management in uh, like a cafe chain yeah you know, like uh, like he runs a Costa somewhere oh, yeah, you know? yeah 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 he's not a barista anymore yeah <laughs> he worked his way up the chain yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do like that like just a complete like unstereotypical version of like a gay man that is something that I, I quite like about this film as well is that like there's there's no like none of these people feel like stereotypes like yeah. they, you know and it's part of that is the kind of the French element of it as well but it's just like they they're it's um like particularly Frank as well like god he's so pretty but um he just like he has such an empathetic face like it's he just oh the, the you just want him to find a nice man it's like oh. i know that it's probably like an intended thing but when they mm. walk in the woods and there's like people just walking around and standing in the woods it just felt so much like like a night of the living dead or something, <laughs> you know? they do look a little bit like zombies at times yeah they're just like they, standing they kinda, there they kind of wander up to each other and then they kind of go oh no and then wander off i yeah. do that there's a few moments whenever like um not just with a uh, masturbating guy but like a few other people as well where like you know frank kind of wanders up and then sort of like moves along you know and they're like oh <laughs> it's like oh you know like and it was a uh, kind of interesting as well the uh, master gay made it like that scene when like that was the most awkward blowjob I've ever seen oh, in God, the movie. Yeah, like, Jesus. When he finally gets his uh, his franks. Uh, I just love like there's some really great cuts in this as well of like when they decide to like you know and it's just like him kind of going oh God please don't touch me and then cut to it's like <laughs> the other angle but uh, yeah and then I just love how your man leaves as well because he just shakes his hand. <laughs> what did he say? He said, like, very nice penis or something, yeah, and then walks off. He goes, uh, that's a, uh, that's a, that's an excellent dick. Or or yeah, he says something like that, shakes his hat, and then just walks off. It's like, oh. And then, like, uh, beatery guy was when nice. the detective, uh, like, you had that fake out, the, uh, I let the movie get away with it. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a particular big fan of fake outs, but yeah. unless it's absolutely ridiculous, like the <laughs> Nicolas Cage uh, double fake. Have you seen that in Wickerman? Oh, God. The bees! No. That in, the, in Wickerman, he has. Because the original Wickerman is funny enough. Like. He's like underwater uh, trying to look for something under a pier. Yeah. And then, like, he goes to grab it, and there's, like, the body of a young girl. So then it just goes to him, like, screaming, and then waking up, like, a close-up of him waking up. But does then he wake up again? And then the camera zooms out, and he's holding the body of a dead woman, and he screams, and then it cuts to him waking up again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a double fake out. Oh, no. It is, like, the only film I've ever seen trying to do it. It was hilarious. But... It's definitely not the only film that's done that. That this one has the the fake out that uh, uh, he has the the affair with the masturbation guy and then uh, goes to his car and the light. T- oh my on god! Yeah, copper. that's so scary. Like it's just so. Oh my god! His face, whatever. He's just like, <gasps> and you're just like. Ah, uh, but then again, it's the mirroring later on of whenever like uh, Michelle comes to him and like yeah. you know, oh good. And then you don't know either, like when the. Uh, if Michelle's uh, final acts uh, of violence are uh, powered by uh, the plan Frank or being desperation. too attached yeah. or jealousy that Frank mm. uh, uh, like like had uh, sexual intercourse with mm. another man. It's a bit muddled, which is kind of. I just didn't understand what was Henry's plan that he when. Like uh, he shows when Frank shows up and Frank is like bleeding from the throat, mm. and he goes, "I got what I came for," and I was oh, like, "You wanted him to kill him." Yeah, but like I thought that, like I thought that it was a obvious suicide because he mm. plans, but I thought that his plan was to get killed by Michelle, but somehow get evidence that it was Michelle. 
so kind of that get him to have sex with him and then mm. like you have the DNA mm. but like he's wearing his pants there mm. so like Michelle wouldn't have fucking slit his throat and put his pants back on mm. and then you, you I don't, don't have, like, I, that, I don't know maybe no scratches or whatever you know yeah I don't know though if, if even just the presence of another body you know what I mean that it's you know it's... yeah but like it wouldn't point to michelle p- mm. particularly like it, it, it's been alluded to that everybody's asking questions about michelle and kind yeah. of thing but at the same time is kind of like a really bad plan uh, perhaps mm. the like what a fucking uh, lumberjack trying to be a sleuth yeah. would come up with it is it is like it's it's obviously really sad because you yeah. know and like oh god like frank's walk over to it is just like it's the fact that it makes you wait as well yeah. because he has to wait for for michelle to leave and then like the slow going over and then there were you know like the full kind of like at and the moment that frank uh, realizes that henry is gone and then looks over and then michelle is gone and the towel is there and he, he adds to it two together you know what this film needed (laughs) Nicolas Cage no bees fucking a lot of zooms (laughs) <laughs> you know, it like, would have worked in a kind of a 70s style yeah like yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking yeah, like yeah. that like just thinking about it now mm. that like even the aesthetic is so 70s like Slow you said zooms. that it's kind of it actually timeless. it actually would have worked definitely like even if you think of like um whenever he like you're he's killing him in the water like it's you know that the slow oh god that would have been so creepy yeah especially because there's so much of like of voyeurism like you yeah, said or whatever and it, going be, from extreme wides to like slowly yeah. becoming a close up like uh, I was just thinking like something That's like the conversation or something yeah. that you're looking at somebody talking yeah. trying to figure out what is but the dialogue with, but yeah. obviously with the kind of like you know the the steadiness of modern yeah. cameras you know what i mean but with still that same aesthetic <laughs> it's one of the things that i like being an adult yeah. is like uh being able to watch something like this yeah. and also being open in a way that i think that it's like the bare fucking minimum being able to watch a movie like this like not be homophobic enough to not go like oh gay guys kissing or whatever the fuck yeah but at the same time it's like that no longer because of experiences that like from friends we have and like yeah. the open society that Dublin has become that Ireland. watching something like this becomes <laughs> or like the amount of like gay based films that we yeah. we we see mm. um, and the fact that like they are incredibly sensual yeah. as well you know what I mean Not I, d- just... I, I do think that there's a quite a gap uh, that most gay cinema is about men yeah yeah well but then it's like anything in cinema is about yeah men. well yeah <laughs> you know like but it's, it, it's getting I, to the point that it's ridiculous that it's well, easier no. to make a movie as a gay man than it is as a woman yes but yes but like or even you know not even to be a gay director but even just to like you know make a gay movie itself with gay men is easier than to make one with yeah and it's as well that i think that we've gotten to the point now especially where um like gay cinema like gay men that that's a that's a, almost like becoming a mainstream genre now like because there's been so many films incredibly and prominent by the way uh when we say gay we include everybody's like yeah. lgbtq yeah, yeah, yeah. community kind of thing but in the same way that it's like gay pride uh, yeah and at the same time we are both very straight and incredible like we're rubes like to yeah. be fair <laughs> like <laughs> so i mean we're gonna say the wrong thing at some point but um uh yeah that it's but we try but like that it's almost it's like this is becoming it's a it's just become its own separate genre now and it's it's just sad that even though there are very good like lesbian films that you know, even like on Netflix and stuff, like, you know, obviously some of them are terrible. There's a lot of very bad, like, um, queer cinema. Just, I mean, you know. I think that the problem is that a lot of like lesbian cinema TV. are made aimed, by men. Yeah, named mm. for straight men to watch because yeah. of the. the... Oh, wait, 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 um, yeah, and that is really disappointing. And it's something that just mars the genre entirely. And it's to the point at which it doesn't even feel like its own genre, which is not fair because, like, even whenever we're watching something like The Handmaiden, you know what I mean? It's. Yeah. But at the same time, we've watched so many more, like, you know, because there's just so much more choice. It's like, it's just kind of disappointing, but we'll but get when there. But when it comes to this, just going back to something I said when uh, we were doing God's Own Country, that mm. this film felt a lot more a complete film than that film did. Yeah, this and is a better film, it, yeah. And I think that it's partly because it is a more, not only, it's not just lying on the crutch of a love story, let's say, mm. is that whatever it's trying to say it achieves in mm. itself and i think that 
like that film it's kind of the like once you lose the impact of being a gay love story it mm. just becomes a good love story mm. well this is still like a an interesting good erotic yeah. thriller yeah regardless if it was like couples mm. if it was like in a nudist kind of cruising kind of i know that there that kind of community is very rare kind of like straight kind of uh, no swinging isn't a well swinging is a different thing though yeah um, that's what i mean it's like cold interesting that's definitely a thing though um Commune? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that has um, different connotations. Well, like yeah, you, you yeah, might yeah, have fucking yeah, Charlie yeah, Manson yeah, like sorry. in the corner. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you liked it. Um, on that note, what was your favorite thing? I think it was the discipline of the movie on like uh, it's aesthetic and mm. uh, like I did say about the zooms and stuff, mm. but I just like call. I just like zooms, and <laughs> there are very few films that can. <laughs> Pull it off. Pull yeah. it off. So when I see one that doesn't have zooms, I'm like, this was an opportunity. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it is like very well shot. And Shout very, out to uh, the cinematographer. Claire yeah. Mathon. A lady. And also like, a, I, I, I like how uh, like the cyclical nature of the film, it mm. almost like doesn't lull you in a way of like into a sense of security per se. No, but no, no, no. no. It, it's able to portray the passage of time that mm. even in the way that it's kind of it provides uh exposition that is very natural sometimes mm. even going like uh i'll pay next time mm. i'll pay this time so it's like they've been going for dinner it a few feels, times feels like a rapport yeah like because of the way you're... there's an outside world even mm. though it's only been Which feels real this, I, yeah. but that you know it's just beyond just beyond those trees you can see the lights of the city on the other side yeah. of the lake and stuff which is nice but yeah uh, what was your favorite thing um i think probably something similar that it is like it's the rhythm of it that i just i really it's really the love rhythm of the night. <laughs> the rhythm of the night. um yeah like uh <laughs> we've been singing a lot today um yeah like it's just it's I just get so drawn into this film and um, like it is all the elements working together but um, I think also kind of jointly the, the cinematography because I do I do love that naturalistic style and um, um, and the performances I loved everything <laughs> what was your least favorite thing? I think it's the, the the sense that Michelle is a little bit too obviously the villain mm. of the piece so much so that I thought like I don't think that I made it clear that I thought that it would be shit if Henry was the killer yeah but it, it came to the point that I felt that it was so obvious that Michelle was the bad guy there had to be a twist in there yeah, somewhere that I yeah. thought that like uh, not that I was completely disappointed because like we said that the ending is brilliant and I love the, the end when it's like just real darkness and you just see the silhouette on his shoulders <sighs> Yeah. For a really long time, it's fab. Oh god, I love that linger. Just having the second cojones. Yeah, that's just to do it to let the shot lie. And oh, I love that so much. Especially, we see a lot of balls on screen this film, but do, none bigger actually. than the last shot. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, they were all neat, which is always a plus. Yeah, that's but, something that I was quite impressed. The the, uh, the manscaping and the oh yeah, the they're all is oh like, they're all trimmed. It's uh yeah, it's funny actually. But um, uh, uh, what was your least favorite thing? <laughs> um, probably after you saying it. Yeah, I mean, I get what you mean. I think maybe if there had been like a little more a little more of that side of him of like being able to understand you know what I mean so that it isn't not even that because like you kind of need not that it had to be like new oh is it not him but at the same time just getting a little bit more of what he sees in him yeah like enough yeah. reason Bu- for him up. to blind himself yeah because they're really they have a lot of time on screen together but like just just a little bit more a little bit more give a little bit more for Frank to take like feeding yeah. him something you know because uh, know. they spend a lot of time together but mm. none of them it's like when unless you're showing the tender moments of their them actually having sexual intercourse yeah the rest is not really tender the rest is not really like they'll be touching each other while talking but not like the mm. conversation is not tender yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah i know what you mean um but yeah i do i do really like this film like it's just oh, oh yeah like uh, it was quite different than uh audacious or whatever like mm. the director seems to be very good at doing like uh kind of weird off beat kind mm. of movies like that so it's somebody that i'll definitely keep an eye on mm. um, and watch other stuff from but mm. cool well that was strange by the lake haunted out it's fab 
perfect summer movie it is <laughs> says orla <laughs> well it is like uh, not that much of a summer movie but it's grand <laughs> ricardo where can they find us you can find us on facebook the, the recommendation link. game uh ah oh, fuck i forgot in the woods uh, the recommendation game on twitter the at the right game on twitter the recommendation game on facebook recommendation game at gmail.com you can find us on the dublin digital radio mix cloud you can also uh, find us on itunes and your podcaster of choice and mm-hmm. if you we'll be there every a week like every and Monday. a love or whatever and a review all the things and then uh, yeah uh, you can see listen to us yes you can listen to us uh, 11 to 12 every Monday and catch us on a repeat as well on Dublin Digital Radio and that's uh, I think about it <laughs> next week's movie is Ricardo's pick Ricardo what yeah, are you picking yeah. well for one I hope that I'm not feeling like death but <laughs> yeah, I think that I kind of braved it through you made, you made it made for a very interesting episode because I'm also very tired so it all worked uh, and next week's film is I know where I'm going from very, 1945. I look forward to it. Back in time. Very good. Well, I was Aura McGuinness. I was Ricardo Deegan. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>